you know, but the idea to me is, and the really what I've come to, and I want everybody to think of, is I think some people think of branding and they just think about it too, like, sometimes like airy fairy, right? They're like, well, what is this? It's kind of a, it's a, not a very practical topic. The thing that I like about branding is that what people are saying about you, you know, when you're not there, you know, it's the idea of that when a sentence comes up about you or your practice, what is the end of that sentence, right? And that to me is really branding. So the cool thing about it is you get to pick it. Like you get to, you get to finish that sentence for people. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Now, if you're not sitting down and focused at the moment, then stop what you're doing and sit down, strap yourself in, because today's session is with Dr. Jake Grinnaker. Now, for those of you who don't know Jake, Jake has arguably one of the most successful practices, and I think even more importantly, one of the most successful lives in the profession of chiropractic. Now, a few short years ago, it wasn't this way, so we'll dive into that story a little bit as well. Jake has created an unparalleled brand in Fargo, North Dakota, where people, when they think about chiropractic, they think about Jake's practice as well. Now, when Jake is not with his family, when Jake is not in his practice, then he does some work with the great crew over at Epic. Now, today's gonna, uh, Jake is gonna talk with us all about branding and five tips or five strategies for better branding as well. So Jake, after that enormous uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, I feel like just dropping my mic and like, hey, thanks, man. It's uh, it's been real. Yeah, the uh, no, I appreciate you having me. I love your podcast. I love the direction you guys go. So I'm I'm super pumped to be part of it. Well, we both share a really great friend, and still at this stage, the most downloaded of all episodes, Tony Ebel. So I think we really should work hard at making sure that we overtake Tony with this episode. Well, hey? If I have one goal now, that that's it to unseat Tony. Like that, that's it. It's go time. I'm okay. Well, I, I was just thinking about that too. That can definitely be our kind of uh, purpose from here forwards. Now, for those uh, of our listeners that perhaps don't know a little bit of your background story, can you kind of catch us up? this journey from where things weren't so great to where they are now. Give us a thumbnail version of it. Yeah, and I think, you know, thanks. Thanks for that. And I, my story, you know, I think I struggled for a long time very early in practice because I didn't feel like I had a very miracle story. And I didn't. And then what I realized is absolutely I do and absolutely do every one of you listening. And when it's really starting to own that story a little bit and to own the, the, the blessings that you've had and maybe the roadblocks that you've had a little bit too because those are getting you to where you're at now. Um, but I'd never been adjusted by a chiropractor before. You know, I'd never been to one when I was little. I never had that experience. Um, I had an experience where I was pretty hard set on, on becoming an emergency room physician from when I was about 11 years old, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, and as fate would have it, uh, my dad passed away of a massive heart attack when I was 19 years old um, in the emergency room that I was shadowing at. So I was really doing a lot of work at that time. I was preparing in college. I mean, this, this is what I wanted to do. And my dad passed away, you know, in this emergency room that I was, that I was shadowing in. And I remember sitting there and it was a very small emergency room in a very small town. You know, here's our family grieving. And, but, you know, just the curtain separates another family grieving, you know, at the same time. And, you know, I took a few months away and then the physicians that I was shadowing said, take your time, you know, you know, take some time away, you know, and before you come back. And, and I did, and I came back and I, and I stepped right in and I thought, wow, this is something I want to do. But what there was is the seed of doubt, you know, and, and the seed of doubt at that moment, not, not being able to verbalize it much at the time, but, you know, could I do this every day? 
it wasn't the, the blood or the guts or the death. I mean, I'd seen that stuff before, but it was the hopelessness, right? It was the family after family after family going through that. And really what anchored it into is the fact that we weren't really saving anybody's lives. We were just delaying death a little bit longer. And that really anchored a point in. But at that time, I didn't know anything about chiropractic. I didn't know anything about vitality or life or anything like that. Because all I knew was this allopathic model of things. And as fate would have it, I met this smoking hot girl, right? Like she was dynamite. I don't know. I must have just tricked her and got her drunk for a long time. She agreed to date me. Um, I remember going back out to meet her family for the first time. She was know that I was going through a lot of this turmoil that for the first time in my life, I was really having this. And she said, hey, why don't we stay at my cousin's house um, on the way out to, to my parents' place? And, and I think you should stay there on the way out. And I think you should shadow uh, uh, Dave in the morning. I said, yeah, what does Dave do? He's a chiropractor. Oh. You know, because during this time of expiration, I shadowed a chiropractor one time who, again, not to judge a book, but it was really dumpy office. She drove like a 25-year-old terrible car. I'm thinking, man, if I'm going to dedicate my life to something, I don't want it to be this, right? But man, when I, when I pulled up and I saw the energy and the passion, the life that these people had, and I walked into this office of a team that was on fire and an on-purpose office that I didn't even know what that meant yet. I walked in that office for a team meeting at like 8.15, sat through a team meeting. The first patient showed up at 8.30. And at 8.32, I knew that this is what I was set on the world. I was set on this chiropractor, still to that moment, not being adjustable. Never been adjusted, never knew what this was about. I just knew this is what I wanted, right? Which was pretty amazing. But the thing that about that is, is I didn't know anything about it, right? I still thought like there's no difference. This is just like, you know, a little bit different model of medicine. So here I do showing up at the Fountainhead of Ultrasound, uh, Northwestern Chiropractic College. Uh, huge shout out to them, right? Nice. And uh, super allopathic school, super allopathic everything. Still not understanding this at all. Thank goodness got hooked up with some good people, radically transformed my mind, and it started this journey, you know, to where this is where I've you know, kind of been on this ever since. You spoke about too, and I, I remember this is my kind of 22nd year in practice as well, and I'd often kind of look really admiring at those people up on stage who would tell stories that they got into chiropractic because, you know, whether it was crazy headaches or they couldn't walk or they had a mum and dad who had this experience, and it seemed to light a fire in them that... Uh, was was for me I, I had this enormous amount of kind of envy around it because my story wasn't like that as a kid hey man yeah might as well do chiropractic uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do and it wasn't uh, I often yearned for one of those kind of experiences as, as well and you talked about because it wasn't the moment that you opened up your practice things weren't successful just from day one you struggled with some of that same kind of thoughts also yeah yeah and it was it was just the understanding of like I shifted a little bit in school, but it still wasn't that far. You know what I mean? It still was like, man, I get the idea of chiropractic and I get this idea. And again, I, I brought some great groups in. One of the coolest thing we did as a group of students, which I think we were the first and last group. They let us have this thing called create your destiny, right? We bought in uh, Billy DeMoss. I mean, I remember we closed down the first year and it was Reggie Gold and Sigafoos that were together closing it down. Right. And they let us have this on campus like there. It was the last time they let us have anything on campus. And, and Sigafus, uh, you know, he had to cancel the week before. But I picked up uh, Reggie from, um, you know, from the airport that time. And I was, it was I was in charge of getting Reggie taken to his hotel. And I remember watching those videos, him with the, the huge sideburns and just on fire. And, and here I picked up this man who was, you know, very old at the time, very frail. And I thought, oh, my gosh this isn't at all what I'm going to bring to school, what I thought, right? 
And I remember putting him, you know, dropping him off, you know, hey, Dr. Dr. Gold, call me Reggie. Yes, Reggie. Uh, do you want me to, to do anything for you? Nope, just pick me up this time, drop me off. And the moment he hit stage and lit fire, I was like, holy cow. You know, so I had a lot of these great moments along the way, but it still didn't just like, okay, now I'm dropped into practice. That means that you're going to be successful. You know, it was really, it was a lot of great moments like that, but it was, but it was still that journey. And again, going back to your point about the story, I think what really anchored the fact in my story was, was, was Reggie's story in the sense that, you know, his awesome story he had, but he went in to see this chiropractor in New York because he had hay fever. Well, Reggie died with hay fever, right? So he didn't have this miraculous story like that, but the experience changed him so much that he brought to our profession what Reggie Gold brought to our profession. And that made me feel okay with, you know what? Like I can bring a lot from, from where I came from. So it was really kind of anchoring that in for me. Yeah, neat, neat. Now, one of the things we're gonna chat about today, one of your ninja skills amongst many is this concept in around branding. And I love the idea that, you know, when we're talking about people in your town, when they think about chiropractic, it's Strive. And for those of you, if you're not watching this on the video, then I want you to head on over to Adio Media or any of our socials so you can see the video because behind Jake at the moment is his practice. And it's quite literally the most stunning chiropractic practice I've ever seen. I was in bed with my, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm like you, Jake. I happen to manage or trick in uh, to like me one of those smoking hot women as well. So I was showing Lauren your practice this morning there too. And we're just, we're in the throes of slowly renovating one of our practice that we have. And it's just raised the, the bar there. Anyway, so if you're not watching this, come and have a look at the video there and you get a, a little piece of it there too. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about how is it that you've done such an extraordinary job building this powerful brand in your town? And you're going to talk about kind of five sort of steps or tips with us as well. Can we dive into that? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think the big thing about it is it's not really what I set out for. You know, it wasn't like, man, I, I'm trying to create this. It's just, and that's where you kind of talked and we were talking a little bit off camera. We were talking a little bit through email before was, you know, and that's why I kind of talked about like five practical keys because it's not like I sent out with this really educational model of this is how you do it. It's some of them I stumbled into, some of them I got really wrong. You know what I mean? Then we need to kind of backtrack and make them right. You know, but the idea to me is, and the really what I've come to and I want everybody to think of is I think some people think of branding and they just think about it too like, sometimes like airy-fairy, right? They're like, well, what is this? It's kind of a, it's a, not a very practical topic. The thing that I like about branding is that what people are saying about you, you know, when you're not there. You know, it's the idea of that when a sentence comes up about you or your practice, what is the end of that sentence, right? And that to me is really branding. So the cool thing about it is you get to pick it. Like you get to, you get to finish that sentence for people. You get to define what you are, um, which is kind of scary, right? And if you haven't done a good job of that up to this point, it's okay. You can change it anytime. It's going to take work, but you get to fill in the gap on that. So for, to me, a brand is just, you know, when you're sleeping, what is your practice saying about you? When people are talking about you online, when people are, are, are doing that kind of stuff, what is that idea? And if it's strong enough, you're gonna repel the people that shouldn't be here and attract the ones that should. And I'm just as happy with the ones we're repelling as the ones that we are attracting. So I think the thing about branding is that sometimes when we can listen to these branders and some of these podcasts, we can kind of get this idea like, oh, but that's for Harley Davidson, or that's for Apple, or that's for Disney which isn't true at all. Like you should want to be famous in your town and you should want to have that brand where you're at and you can achieve that. You know, you can really achieve that, but you have to do, you know, I'm going to go through these five practical steps, if you will, to kind of help yourself get to that point. Yeah. 
I like whenever I, we've had numbers of chiropractors work with us, oh man, over the last 20 years. One of the things I like to talk about with them when we're going through the initial consultation is I often say to them, imagine after the initial consultation, the patient that you've just seen, the practice members, catching up with, in this case, let's say one of their best girlfriends, they're having a coffee. And uh, you know they're having a coffee and their girlfriend says to them, what have you just been doing? And they says, look, I've, I've just come from the chiropractor. And the response was, wow, tell me more about that. Then what, you know, what, what would you like them to say? So if you could script what they would say when they would talk about how are they going to describe you? How are they going to describe the office experience? How are they going to describe the decor? That kind of practical application, we then start to reverse engineer that and said, what do we need to do in our initial consultation from when the phone is answered to when they're greeted to when they're taken through all the way through to their first adjustment? How do we reverse engineer that? And I'd want to just remind our audience too, you don't have to have this all sorted straight away. I'm sure that Jake didn't get it all nailed. This is what it is. It's a work, 20 years, it's still a work in progress for me too. So more thoughts on that? Yeah, so the funny thing you say that is I just had this conversation with a chiropractor like earlier this week about the same topic. And they were asking like, you know, man, what did you want to try to get people to, to, to say this and this and this about you at the dinner table? I said, the first thing you have to do is actually get people to talk about you at the dinner table. Because if you're not even remarkable in the slightest bit, you don't even have to worry about what's coming out of their mouth about their experience of the chiropractor because they're probably not talking about you anyway. Like that's the biggest thing we fight nowadays is not pharma. It's not, you know, the medical system. It's not the chiropractor up the street. It's just complete like checking out. It's not doing anything, right? So the idea of what it is is you want to be able them to have that experience. So when I'm talking about that, like when it's that group of girlfriends sitting around having coffee, the first thing that I want out of someone's mouth is either, wow, like, or that is not like any experience I've ever had, you know? Because a lot of times when we work with some different marketing groups and marketing people, the first thing I say is they try to come in and say, man, you rank so high SEO. You are in the top in, in, in your industry and this and that and whatever. And I said, BS. I'm not sure if I should drop any other words on this. I'm not sure what's okay. We're all good. It's, I, I'm an Aussie, man. Anything goes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, I'm good then. You know, but the idea of it is, is I said, stop comparing me to that. Like, don't compare me to that because that's not where we set our standard. For me to be better than the chiropractor up the street, for me, is still horseshit, right? For me to be on par with the hospital like gross. People have a horrible patient experience at the hospital. That's not what I want. I want that experience to be on par with the best restaurant they've been at in town. Like I want that experience. To be like, man, we were at a, we were at a, a, you know, this amazing hotel and I want to tell you what they did. Like, I want that to be the experience. That's the experience. They're not waiting for that girlfriend to ask what's up or how was your experience with the chiropractor? They're leading the conversation. They're telling everybody at work about this experience of the chiropractor. They're telling everybody at home about this experience with the chiropractor. And if you can do that, you create a tribe of raving fans. And when you and when you do that, your brand starts working for you, and they become louder and more powerful than any major media you can spend, than anything you can sponsor on Facebook, on anything you can do, because you have an army of people that are like branded with what you do because of the experience that they've had. So the first thing we're trying to do is what can we constantly do? And you're 100% right. We never rest on the fact that we're, we're the best. You know what I mean? The great thing about it is we have people come up and say, man, you guys are a 10 out of 10. Well, I appreciate that, but in my mind, we're about a four, right? I have six more gears to go that I think to where I would be excited to where I think our experience is there. But I don't think I'm ever even gonna get to a five in my mind. 
think the bar is just always that much higher. Yeah. Jake, can you share some of the practical things that your office does or that are a part of your office that make you relatable, that talk about, that, that give that wow experience? You know, what are some of the practical things? That, okay, that's the end goal that I want. How does that look inside your practice? Yeah, so the, the big thing, and I, th- I love what you said, because you talked about reverse engineering. The thing that I kind of look at a lot is I look at it from a 30,000-foot view, right? Rip the, rip the cover off your practice and look down on it. What is every experience that they have, right? What is the experience you want them to do as they're researching you? right? As they're looking at your stuff, you have a separate portal that potential patients are going to, right? Now, I don't know when you're watching this or when you're hearing it, hearing it um, but justgetchecked.com will be launched at some point. It's our new you know, experience to strive difference portal into Strive Chiropractic that's just meant for people to experience what we're all about because people don't buy features, they buy experiences now. So they can, they can see these behind the scenes videos. They can feel what it's like to be there. They can read some amazing patient stories. They can schedule a phone consultation with the docs if they're too afraid to come in yet. They can email or text back and forth with our front desk if they have very specific questions. They can really start looking at getting a full 100, 360 degree look of what we're about before they have to worry about stepping in the door. Because guess what? That's table stakes now in this world right now. That they expect this, right? So that's number one. Number two, when they call it, is it simple? Is it explained well, right? Is it, how easy is it? Are we adapting to this time frame or not? Because as soon as they get off the phone, and as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to shoot you a text. That's a specific link to actually fill out the paperwork directly on your smartphone. Or if you're on a laptop or a computer, you can fill it out. And as soon as you're done, you just hit submit. You don't got to print anything. And boom, we get an email that it's completed and it's printed. Our doctors will have a chance to view it before that you even get here so that we're ready and we're prepared, right? That if it's a long time between that point and their, and their new patient, which usually it's not, which I'll get to hopefully coming up, um, the, but it's not long. But if it is long, we have a staff person checking in on them, right? So they're not getting buyer's remorse along the way. Like, hey, just want to check in. We saw that we got your paperwork. You're down at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Any questions you have before you show up tomorrow? And then you need the doctors to know about, you know, before tomorrow at 10. We're checking in to make sure that's okay. When they come in here, I wish I could turn the camera around. We have front desk pods. We have two little pods up front that staff can come in and around. There's always kids in and around them. But so they're not trapped behind a desk. They're standing. The computers are low, so you can see their face, right? They're here. So when they, someone comes in, you must be married. They're expecting that. Mm-hmm. Right? They're expecting them. I tell my staff all this all the time. What happens if a UPS guy comes and you call him Todd? Who cares? Like that guy doesn't care. He's out the door, right? But lead, lead with, with their name. Find out, walk around. Hey, we already got your paperwork. You already filled everything along. You don't even have to sit down. Come on back. We're ready for it. Right? And they're immediately taking them back. We get a tour of our office. They're, 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 they're the tour is not to find the bathroom, right? People can find the bathroom. Your office isn't that big. But it's to build up the doctors in there to show them how you're different, right? You know, most, a lot of our new patients are coming in as families or kids. But if not, we show them our whole kids area. We got like a little tree house back there. And we got, you know, all this stuff. We see tons of kids. They're always welcome here, you know. Um, it's kind of loud and noisy, but we wouldn't want it any other way. You know, we have full canvases of our actual patients on the wall with their testimonials, right? So when I say, if you ever have some time, read here. These are people that come in here. You'll probably see them in here. Ask them about their experience. We're a big family here, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have. You know, they're taking them back. It's a video we created to explain them about what to expect, what the nervous system is doing, all these kind of things. And then we walk in, and our whole job is to just show them that we're human. 
right? To, to show them that, you know, we're, I've read their stuff. I know what they're dealing with. And my whole job at that point is to go knee to knee, heart to heart, and let them know that we're here. I hear you. You know, I, I'm there with you. And by that point, they're not signing up for the entire family or telling the entire workforce, it's messed up, right? If, if they're not scheduling another family member on the way out after day one, before we've gone over any report, we've told them any financials, ever adjusted them, we know that we've missed. <laughs> we've, we've missed at that point if they're not already excited on the way out the door. So from an initial perspective, that's our experience as we're going through, right? And again, I think that's about a five maybe out of 10. I think there's more layers that we can add to make that better. Yeah, what I love about that, Jack, I'm listening to you talk through that step by step, you know, for many of you, depending on where you are in practice, maybe you're not at the stage where you can invest in a practice that's as beautiful as Jake's is at the moment, but virtually none of what Jake went through then cost anything other than some staff training um, and a bit of time with regards to that too. And there's another really important thing that I also want to just remind our, our listeners about there too. When we make decisions, we think that we make decisions based on logic. You know, Jake's open this hours, he's convenient to me, all that kind of stuff, we don't. We make decisions based on emotion and then we justify them with logic. So we wanna make sure, you know, there's so many great things that Jake is doing there to build emotion in it, to add connection in from, you know, having a, a, a CA follow up, you know, a text message inside there, a greeting by name. And for those of you, do you know what, for the one in 100 times where you get the person wrong, where it happens to be the TNT person coming in there too, you know what, the other 99 where you get it right and the wow factor, run with that each and every time. So think about where can you create emotional connection how can you lay your experience with, in, and also the other thing you said, it's kind of just about being human. You know, human relationships are, are layered full of emotion as well. So, man, there's, there's some, some great stuff in there too. So the second tip we kind of, you know, we've dived in around there too, you kind of talk about this certainty and around your brand too in terms of oozing yeah. your brand. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, and really, you know, kind of when we talked, you know, earlier, you know, we were really talking about these five keys. Number one being, you know, really anchored or defined your brand, right? And I talk a lot about kids and families, right? We're 40% kids, you know, we see lots of families, you know, it's all wellness, 100% cash, that's what we are, right? I'm not saying that's what you have to be. My gosh, be whatever you want, like, but but be really anchored and certain in that, right? Like Apple has like three products, right? Yeah, they're kind of dabbling in other stuff, but they really sell an iPhone, a MacBook, you know, and... Who knows, right? There's all but this is what they are, right? You know, Harley is what they are, right? Just be really defined in what it is. You know what I mean? Just owning what that is because when you can really own it, the next one and being certain comes along, right? Because I'm telling you right now, if a kid walks in with ear infections or some ADHD challenges or their family is struggling with this kind of stuff like that, I'm like licking my chops, you know, just ready. If that dad is a neurologist, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody in that, right? But if someone's coming in with like a hot low back and like history of degeneration and, and whatever, I think we can do an okay job, you know, like we're probably better than that, but I'll probably send you up the street to the guy that was like way better at that stuff than I am because that's what he does. You're going to much better experience, right? So when it happens is when you define what it is that, that you're best in the world at, what your brand stands for, what everything you are about, it creates this level of certainty. Right, because you know that, like, hey, when that walks in, like, I can't wait. And people feel that; they feel that you know exactly what you're talking about. What I love that you call the pocket, right? Whether you use scanning technology or whatever it is that you use, evaluate and know what's going on. 
you can start calling the pocket on what's going on with that kid or that parent, or maybe it's the hot well back for you if that's you know what you're all about. But you can start telling them about their experience in their life. And they're not, you know, their mouth starts to drop because they're like, wow, are you spying in our windows? No, it's just that, you know, this is, you know, what's going on and we just understand and, and this is where we're at. But what I love about that too is that it just starts to come out of you, right? It's, it's, it's just who you are, right? So if I'm in the grocery store and there's a mom with a kid crying that's, you know, got an ear infection, I don't shut it off. That's just, these are lame foods. That's what it is, right? Mm. I'm just, oh my gosh, this poor thing. What's going on with her? Oh, she looks like she's not feeling great. Oh, ears again. Oh, that's awful. Like, man, you know, let me tell you about something, right? And I'll jump right into it, right? My family stopped going to the grocery store with me a long time ago, right? Because I can't shut that off, right? It's just who I am that comes out of me, right? So you have to find that certainty. And my tip for you is that everybody can find that level of certainty, but it's different for everybody, right? Some people, it's science, right? You need to own the science of what it is. And there's tons of it. Oh my gosh, like, like so much stuff that you can dive into, you know? Um, Find it, read it, own it, right? Some people need more and more of that stuff, get into it. Some people, it's a philosophy and digging into the green books and understanding what it is. Some people, it's seeing those miracles and those results and just start reading. You know, you mentioned Tony Ebel's practice or mine or whatever. Follow and read those, those testimonies and stories and own them as your own because that stuff's happening in a practice of exactly what you're doing, right? And whatever it is to get to that point of being certain, Oh man, it just makes everything so much better because you're just on your toes. Because if a mom is there sitting in that point and I explain to them what they take for their child and this is what it is, and they don't accept care, like, you know, hey, that's not for us, I don't question anything we're doing. I'm thinking, man, this lady's weird. Like, how does she not, you know, understand what we're doing? And then it becomes like, She's the one with green hair, not me, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't change anything you're doing because you're so anchored in what you're doing. You're not, it doesn't, you know, your armor, it just makes you stronger. So the more you can be certain on that, what you may best in the world at, what your brand can be anchored to, it just, it safeguards everything you're doing because you're not worried about like talking out of your lane or man, I don't know what to do for that because you're just really in that lane of making sure this is what we are and this is what we're talking about. No, it, it's and, and thank you for, for clarifying that because you're right. We do talk about it a lot. It's kind of like, you know, people that getting over the hurdle of, man, you know, your life is deteriorating without chiropractic or with that station. That's a tough one for people to go over right away. And if it is, don't say it, right? And because it won't feel correctly. And if you don't feel your best in the world at something right now, don't say it, right? That, that's not a marketing tip or a script, right? That's that's a place that I've, I, I've gotten to by what we've done because I've seen more and more what's going on. So start with what you do own. Start with what you are best at, right? Yeah. And help with, right? And as you start seeing miracles and you start seeing these things change and you're seeing the crap that people are going through that's out there, right? And like, you know, you, let's even just take the most basic of an ear infection, right? Mm -hmm. When you can be, you know, with a group of parents, 
whose child has passed away from an adverse reaction to moxicillin versus the amazing results that you've seen in your practice to the absolute shit show that they go through in the medical model. Like I'm going to stand on the rooftops and say we're best in the world at it. Cause I know that right here, there's no place I'd want to be. And I'm not saying me as in Jake Grinocker, I'm saying chiropractic, right? Us yeah. as a whole, us as a group, I'm talking about you're the best in the world. And I'd be happy to send them to your practice if that's where they live. Right. It's not an ego. It's just, I know what else is out there. Right. And I know that the fact that they got here sitting right in front of me, they overcame so many hurdles to get there. Probably their mother-in-law who told them not to come. Probably their pediatrician who said they'll hurt your child. Probably their skeptical neighbor who said, you know, they're all quacks, right? The fact that they got to sitting right in front of you is they overcame so many hurdles. And I have to bring my A game because if I don't share with them the amazing power of chiropractic, I failed them, right? So for me, that's just a place that I get to, not from a sense of ego or like strive chiropractic is the best in the world or Jake Grinocker is the best in the world. It's the fact that we, we are the best in the world. Because, man, there's not a lot of good options out there, right? But the, the point of that is, and I'm glad you brought that up, is because you, you will get to that point if you are <laughs> defined in what you do, you're anchored into what it is, this is who you are, this is what you take care of. You will get to that point, but it may not be today. You know, keep diving in, keep making sure you get to that point, because when you get to that point, man, it's a liberating feeling. It really is. It's beautiful. Leads us nicely onto this kind of, you know, the third key there too, which is all about the long game. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not born with this level. Or I, I certainly wasn't, and many practitioners aren't this confidence and certainty as well. And, uh, you know, you talk about the long game with regards to kind of building that kind of brand as well. So how long is the long game? Yeah. How long you got? Yeah. No, the, the, big, the big thing with the long game I look at is, is that really when we look at, you know, what does that mean? Meaning that I'm laying down foundations and bricks that will drive in new patients and help our clients be anchored in our 10 years from now, right? I'm, I'm thinking about like, what are we doing right now that's gonna be on brand, right? And I'm not looking at it from just a quick strategy. And, and let me give an example of this, is that, you know, we practice in an area that is so insurance dependent. Like it, it, the fact that we are cash, I don't know where you're listening to this, this may be normal in your area. It's not normal right here, right? North Dakota has one of the greatest reimbursements of all 50 states as far as chiropractic is concerned. But we know the power of that relationship and what we are, we're anchored in that, right? We know the power of the fact that we want to see kids and families subluxation-based care, right? Now, a short game strategy was, let's say that there's a low back symposium across the street, you know, and the booth is free, and there's 2,000 people coming in for low back care. That would be a very short game vision. I could go over there and maybe get 30 new patients to come in, but they don't fit our brand. They actually are detrimental to our brand long-term, right? Because I'm going to be spending all my time, effort, and talent talking someone and convincing them to come into a model that doesn't fit, you know, versus, no, that's okay. We're not doing that. We're going to do this, right? We're going this way, you know? So making sure that the lens, and I'm going to use mine as an example, you know, pediatric kid, you know, family focused care, every event we're doing, every radio ad we're doing, every TV spot that I'm on, every Facebook thing that we've driven, driven towards kids and family health long term. Now, if that means that someone listens to that and no one's coming in from it, that's okay. We're just anchoring that idea. I'm not chasing shiny objects all over the place. And we see that a lot. I know you've seen it a lot in your practice. And if this is you, I'm not saying this is bad. 
well, let's say this month it's weight loss, right? So you're running after this weight loss idea because it's the newest thing, you know, and I'm going to make sure I get into that. And then three months from now, now it's dry needling, whatever that is. I'm going to dive into that. And then three months from now, there's this new uh, ultrasound machine that's like the best in the world. And all of a sudden, you're all about that. And you're chasing these really short-term things. But what happens is, is that when someone says your name or your practice, if you've been all over like that, they can't finish the sentence. You know, what does Dr. Angus stand for? I don't know. Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's ultrasound. Maybe it's STEM. No, what does Dr. Jake stand for? It's kids and families first, right? It's, it's health at its core, right? And I didn't chase money and I didn't chase these things because I know in the long run, that drives it. That drives patients, that, that people are anchored to your brand, the people that come here, we're not changing with the wind, you know, something different. If you fit this model and you fit our family, you are fit our family for the next 50 years because this is who we are and what we're about. So for me, it's just putting everything through that lens of is this who we are or is it outside of who we are, right? Is it, man, this seems like a great new patients, but it's not on our brand. The answer is no, right? So it's just this idea of is this going to be helping you in the long game? Stop looking at it from such a short game, you know, vision, if you will. We, we I, Jake, there's so much... As a profession, with a chiropractor's natural, this kind of natural health profession, there are just some areas that we have an enormous amount of immaturity in. And I say that with the utmost respect, but we have to, in order for us to take a stand for something, I think it was Bill Esteb, I once heard him say, that if you want to be incredibly magnetic to a group of people, you realize that when you flip that magnet around, you're also going to be incredibly repulsive. So I, if I have to take a stand, but it requires this leap of faith off the mountain that before you know that you can fly, your feet actually have to leave the ground. And I get it with why that's so damn scary. Because it's like, oh man, if I'm everything to everyone, then I've got a whole bunch more people that come into me. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. You know, we need to, the, the, the world nowadays, and particularly all, whether it be social media and the world of communication, is we're exposed to marketing messages. You know, someone will say anywhere between 10 and 100,000 a day. And we're looking for things that are for us. And when it looks like it's for everyone, then it's repulsive. But when it looks like it's for me as a dad, as a family person as well, then that's what's going to stop my thumb scroll. It's going to stop all of those kind of things there as well. So, you know, you talked about Apple beforehand. Apple has trained us. You know, when was the last time that Apple had a sale? They don't. They've not trained us to wait for sales. You know, so we buy our phone whenever we buy it. There's not going to be any kind of Labor Day sale. There's not going to be a Black Friday sale. They've trained us that way. We respect that and they've built an enormous brand. And we have to have the guts to do the same thing as well. And that says, as it takes, as you said before, that takes 10-year thinking as well. It takes maturity. Yes. So, no, I, and I love that. And, and the idea with that is you're absolutely right in that you are going to repulse some people, but that's okay. You know, um, I stopped... I used to have our, our staff keep track of how many patients they sent to other chiropractors in town every other week, right? Because we have one up the street that works with auto injuries and, um, you know, uh, workers' comp. We have one that works with, you know, all these kind of things. We have a walk-in place that they'll just see it, whatever. And we used to keep track of, like, there'd be some days we'd send five, six to other people because we were so top of mind aware of they think chiropractic, they think us, and that's great. They're calling us. But what they need is not who we are. So we're, we're sending them someplace that will better fit them, right? Mm -hmm. And what I want to say, and I challenge everybody, is who's the hero in that? You are, right? You are finding everybody needs a chiropractor, but not everybody needs you. Right. And if you can have that level of service and that level of, um, you know, of giving and you will you know, receive, that's amazing. Not to mention there's like one of the chiropractors up the road, super humble, great guy. 
bring in the greatest gifts. I always get this amazing bottle of scotch from him. And I get all these things because we're his best referral source, right? We send him more patients than, than anywhere else. And he's so appreciative. I'm like, Sean, I'm so appreciative that you take great care of these people, right? That, that you are there for them, that you're offering services we're not, right? And I can promise you we're never short on people who need us, right? We're just helping people find who they need. And, and that's that level of maturity, I think, a little bit. Um, but also a level of, you know, this is who we are and this is what we're about. And we're not going to chase anybody. We're not going to be the low price leader. We're not going to be the sales people. This is what we are. And, and you know, we'll, we'll happily welcome you in. Yeah, beautiful. Let's move to our fourth key, and this is all about short game hustle. So it's that day-to-day type sort of thing that goes along there. Tell me how that looks uh, in your world. Yeah, you know, I think that the best way I've heard it is, is that, you know, I have the vision in the long game and I work in the short game, right? You know, is that, you know, I'm fine looking way out ahead, but, but I'm working as if it depends on today, right? Is that what does it really depend on today, right? And I think where that comes from is the idea of, going all the way back to that certainty, right? Is that if I picture, you know, those kids that are out there stuck in this model, you know, who am I not to be loud about it? You know, who am I to have the answers to not share it with them, right? Um, I, I purposely look for things sometimes that piss me off, right? Um, poor healthcare outcomes. If I'm on an airplane, I don't know anybody on that airplane that are patients, I get frustrated. You know, we're not making a big enough impact. How are half this plane not, you know, not patients already? And the idea with that is, is that I'm looking at is that we have such a big mission to accomplish. I have to make sure every day we're doing something to move closer to that. And there's really not much else to that. It's not like this, you know, earth shattering concept. It's the idea that, that every day make sure you're finding something that get, that just pushes you out of bed in the morning. Right? What is it that's like, man, there is, there is kids out there that, that need us and are stuck in the system. Is it right frozen shoulders, if that's your thing? Yeah. Like that drives you out of bed in the morning, that's fine. But what is it out there that is they need you and they need you to be louder? Yeah, I love it. And it brings so much joy. We're, we're happier when we're serving other people. You know, the simple question, you know, because in the early days, you know, we've just had another new associate just check in with our practice here as well. And she's not flat out from day one, but every day I'll talk to Helene and I'll tell her, what are you going to do today to serve our community? You know, maybe it's a blog post. Uh, you know, maybe she's going to research something and share it with the rest of the team. It can look like lots of different things. And there's magic that comes about when she's doing that because there is a reflection for what am I doing here to what my practice is going to look like tomorrow. So, you know, that, that hustle, there's always something to do. If you happen to have a spare hour, don't stress about it. If a new patient counts, you're great, man. This is an hour for me to build on my certainty. This is an hour for me to kind of model somewhere, an hour for me to serve my community in another way there too. So key five all about pouring in. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, the big thing about that is that I think when some people look at branding and they, we get in these conversations, everybody's so concerned about like, oh, you know, I got to meet people out there, I got to pour them out there, they're going to drive in new patients. And they forget about the importance of your brand and pouring and loving on the people that are here, right? Yeah. It's just that so much of your time and energy be spent on, uh, on who's there and how do you, you know, create this experience. Right. I was extremely fortunate. I got to spend two days with Joey Coleman, the author of Never Lose a Customer Again. There was about eight of us in David Jackson's house. And, you know, it was sitting in the pool and having cocktails discussing, you know, this concept that was mind blowing. But the idea that it's it's just what are we doing to love on those people that were here, that experience that I said that they go home and go, holy crap, do you know what happened? Right. Now, I'm going to give you some very practical tools on this that are easy. Right. They're not they're not free. 
you know, but they're, they're easy, right? One of the things that I do for all of my team, right? This one is, if you're new in practice or don't have a, maybe a big budget, this one's a little scary, uh, but every one of my team members has my Amex card. They have the number of my Amex card. And there's zero questions asked up to $50, anything that they want to do for someone. $50 is a cost of an adjustment in here. Anybody has the ability at any point to do anything up to $50. What does that mean? We send flowers a lot, right? If something good or bad is happening in their life, they're getting on the phone immediately, ordering flowers, putting it from our team, right? Um, you know, I, I could share your hours on the experience that we've had that coming back to that, that we've acknowledged the miscarriage when no one else has. When we've started a new job, when not even their spouse did, right? We've, I could go on and on and on about what this small thing has done, that we may have extended the life or the lifetime value of a patient by tens of thousands of dollars by spending 50 bucks, right? Um, we have um, small gifts that we do here and there. You know, we love on them with different stuff, with, with different coffee mugs and, and different stuff just to say thank you, right? It's not marketing material. They don't all say your name on it. It's just a gift. It's a gift to say thank you, right? Uh, once a year, we do a VIP dinner. We invite 50 of our best patients um, and their spouse out, and we just love on them, and it's all about mission and thanking them. It's not a new patient thing. It's not invite a guest and a new patient you could talk about. It. It's just you to say thank you, right? And we roll out the red carpet for them and see how amazing they are, and we let them share their stories. And Man, you guys are our community. You guys are our tribe, and we thank you for what you're doing, right? Um, we have $5 Starbucks cards and $5 frozen yogurt cards, stacks of them sitting back here. If anybody waits longer than they should, if we drop the ball on something, if they had an appointment for a scan and we didn't get in there, something that's a goof, you know, on it. We have a staff person, handwritten, you know, card, boom, $5 Starbucks card. Hey, I am so sorry that you waited a day. We'll do everything we can not to do it again. And they're like, I waited like two minutes. Like, I know that's not how we operate. Right. Every team meeting on Monday, we have these thank you postcards that we each handwrite. Every one of our team, doctors included, handwrite a note to someone about something. Right. Hey, thanks for that story you told me about your daughter's soccer team last week. I really took that to heart. Like, thank you for being patient all these years. You're the best. Right. And it's just these small things of pouring back into who that we love and that we care for. You know, sometimes if dad isn't bringing the kid to this, the appointment very often, right? It's just mom. And the kid has an amazing breakthrough scan, right? And this amazing testimonial. We'll take a, a good copy of the scan and, the, and what the mom or the kid wrote about how they were doing. And I'll handwrite a note in it. Say, you know, hey, dad, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they, they showed you these scans, but I wanted to know how amazing Johnny is doing the practice and how proud we are of him. And I just want to write a thank you note for stepping up and playing that most dads don't do. Put the health of these, this family and this kid first. Sign Dr. Jake, and I'll drop the handwritten note in the scans, and I'll mail it to their house, right? So three days later, they'll open it up, and they get a whole new burst of, of excitement about that. And this may have been a dad who's standoffish, but I just thanked him for stepping up to the plate and being someone who honors and respects health in that family. Guys, these are big things, but they're things to recognize the amazing parts of your practice. And if you search for these, and if you look for these, I promise you'll find them, and you'll probably come up with 500 things better than what we do. Right. But the idea of it is, is that are you pouring back in to the people that are showing up every day, happily paying their bill, referring their friends, because that's who should be loving them the most, not the potential person across the street, or the one listening on the radio. You know, you should be pouring everything back to the ones that are already there. Yeah, I get it, man. And it's, it's such a good reminder because we all love new business. I love it here at Adio Media. I love it with my chiropractic practices as well. 
but I love the people that I look after even more. And we have to be reminded of that, of, you know, how can I just have that love in? How can I just serve the people that are there right now? The ones that um, that have already, you know, put their hand up and saying, hey man, I, I, I know you, I like you, I trust you. you know, they're the ones that we really need to be looking after as, as well. So Jake, I reckon this is gonna be even a two or three time listener for me here as, as well. So. You know, summary to go over for our, our audience are listening again, okay, the five keys for branding that Jake talked about. First of all, be anchored. Like, what, what is your brand? Where does it start? What words do you want your community talking about? What's that 30,000 foot view? The next, we talked about the concept of certainty and, and, and the importance of oozing that certainty, how that is what transitions you into being kind of world-class. Is it more science that you need? Is it philosophy? Do you need to shadow somebody that's already doing what you're doing as well? So. The third key we talked about is long game mentality. You know, what are you doing today, this week, that's gonna be laying the foundations of your practice, you know, in 10 years time there as well. And it doesn't stop there because short game hustle is number four there too. And that's really, again, how can I serve my community today? Not thinking about that 10 years, what am I doing today? And then finally, step number five is just loving the people that are already there as, as well. So Jake, from the bottom of, of my heart, I, dude, I really, I'm trying to work out how I can articulate this, that I want to, because this all comes from a tremendous amount of time and energy and love and focus and sacrifice. And I just, I, I really want to acknowledge you for the brilliance um, uh, and for the computer. Sometimes, sometimes I interview people on here, Jake, and I go, man, I wish that dude was my chiropractor and I've got a great chiropractor. But that's how I'm like, ah, man, like that's so, I, so Jake, thank you from the bottom of my heart of all, all that you've done there too. Any final words that you'd like to share with our audience today? And then we'll talk about how they can kind of chase up with you afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's something that I can't even take credit for this. I was actually, you know, maybe second podcast behind Mark Your Practice, you know, with Angus is, is one that I've listened to a lot is, is Ed Milan, right? And he talks about this concept of which I've really taken to heart and I wish I had him. I carry two coins in my pocket, you know, uh, have words on them. And the thing that I've really been anchored to is blissfully dissatisfied. Right. And I love that concept because blissful, what is it? The state of extreme happiness, grateful, you know, every day I'm wowed by the opportunity that I got to serve. Right. But at the same time, the opposite side of that coin is I'm dissatisfied, meaning that I know that there's more out there. I know that there's more I can do. So how do I live my life every day of being blissfully dissatisfied? And that's my challenge for you, for all of you, right? There is so much more we can do in this world. And, and, and if you can anchor onto that, it will drive you out of bed every day. But while you're doing that, wow, be grateful for everything that we get to do. The, the people we get to lay our hands on. The, 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 man, thank you for this opportunity that we get to live in this paradigm of health versus this one. Like, there's so much to be just grateful for, not to lose that sometimes in the idea that we're chasing. And if you can marry those two together, I think that's where that true happiness and fulfillment and practice comes is that, you know, you're right. If you have that time, if there's 300 people sitting here, one, you know, you're just as content and happy with who you get to see and do that. So how can we make sure that every day we're blissfully dissatisfied? Uh, that's my challenge, I guess, to all of us. Yeah, damn good challenge. Jake, if our listeners want to chase you up and spend some more time, find out a little bit more, uh, where's the best spot for them to go? 
Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, I, I do some work with Epic Practice with David and Tony. I'm, I'm kind of the guy on the inside that, that doesn't have a lot of the outside presence, which is okay. That's how I love to be, right? Um, once you get on the inside, you'll get a lot of me and a lot of help from me. But it's just myepicpractice.com if you're a chiropractor looking for those kind of things. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, just Jake Grenocker, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. More than happy um, to, to follow and, and like and to share ideas from us. Um, if you are wondering on some of these ideas, follow us. Man, steal all of them, right? Take our paperwork. Anything that you need to do to help um, yourself propel the next level, I'm here for it. Yeah, beautiful. And I'll make sure I have all those uh, links in the show notes as, as well. So, Jake, on behalf of uh, the Marketing Your Practice podcast, thanks for sharing so incredibly generously with us today. I'm going to be working my backside off so that we can get this one step above uh, Tony's episode so we can yeah. kind of fire him up as well. So I, I'm going to spend money to boost those. Things again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to mark, I'm going to market this podcast myself <laughs> until that happens. I love it. I love it. And then we'll have Tony getting in the way. He'll be kind of uh, trolling it, doing all that kind of stuff there too. So, hey buddy, until next time, I, I reckon there's definitely a round two in this sometime down the track as well. Thanks for all that you do, dude. You are saving lives each and every day. I look forward to catching up with you sometime again soon. Thanks, Jake. See you, mate. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.